You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. We are back in doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Uh, consider this our spring game post game. I am sorry that it did not happen the uh, the day of the game. I really thought that I was going to f- get done with. I don't know what I was thinking. The game's at three. Figured I'd leave at seven. I'd come home. I'd be done with writing until I didn't even write. I just did photos. I thought I'd be done by like eight thirty. No, it was like midnight. So um, anyway, we were going to talk spring game here. I want to see. I don't know if I can uh, if I can look up uh, the stats here. I think I can. I actually haven't seen the stats for the spring game. Uh, doesn't look like I can here. We're trying to figure that out. But uh, being on the field, of course, I didn't get to see the stats. But we are going to get to it as best we can, and we're going to discuss. What went well, what maybe didn't. All right, I got I got it. I found it. I had to do it in a kind of securitous way. Uh, there are certain things that obviously looked really, really good. The bulk of the defense, some aspects of the offense, mostly a couple individual players looked really good. It was very cold if you were there. I did not dress appropriately. Say la vie. Uh, but uh, spring football is in the books. It's the last Michigan football vestige of anything until we get to, uh, aside from maybe you know transfers in or out and uh, recruiting, and then we got the, the the actual satellite camps coming up. Or not satellite camps. The, uh, the this this trip, which is set to take start at least at the end of the month. But uh, the Maze team wanted to come from behind. Fashion 22 to 21. Uh, thanks to uh, really amazing work from uh, from uh, Leon Franklin initially, and then uh, finishing it out, Davis Warren to Peyton O'Leary. Peyton O'Leary was certainly the player of the game. He was one of the two people that met with the media in the immediate aftermath. It was him and Trevor Keegan. Uh, but he had 200 and something yards here uh, receiving. Uh, well, it says 126 here, so I guess maybe it wasn't 200 and something. So I saw something that said 200 something, and that seemed like a lot, but still. Uh, he, he had 126 yards. I mean, that's pretty amazing in and of itself. But remember what I told you, I believe it was last week, might have been the week before. Don't get too high necessarily on the... Uh, on the non-contributors, right? We do this every year. It's not anything against Peyton O'Leary, but think back to Nate Shanley. He didn't have quite this performance, but he had four catches, and they were all like big ones in uh, 2017. And never, and not everyone, but certainly it was kind of like, oh, okay, maybe this uh, this walk on can do something. Peyton O'Leary, a walk on who is now on scholarship. Uh, pay more attention to those that you know are going to contribute for sure. Peyton O'Leary very well might have worked his way into that, and he was certainly a dependable target for uh, Davis Warren and and JJ McCarthy. Uh, but, uh, it, uh, I, I still, I don't want to sit here and say, all right, yes, he is the, the star. He is going to go forward. Everyone's going to be, 
enthusiastic about what he does going forward. Pay attention to the ones that you know are going to contribute. Like Matthew Ibner, two catches for 62 yards, had a 51-yard catch. He would be one where I would sit there and say, like, yeah, maybe pay attention to him because he's probably in his fourth year going to contribute. That That's where I would kind of start to, to look at it. Conversely, as far as the running backs are concerned, on the other end, Benjamin Hall is one that I obviously am very much thinking was going to contribute. Like, if you listen to the show, watch the show, anything the last uh, couple weeks, you know that I've been talking about Benjamin Hall, and he went out and showed you why. 13 carries, 102 yards. Long being 31 yards. Kalel Mullings only had, he had nine carries for 37 yards, got bottled up at the line of scrimmage a couple of times, but I thought he made some, especially that 18-yarder that he had, I thought he showed you a little extra wiggle that he didn't have last year. Ball security worked out well for him. Didn't work out well for everybody. There were lots of turnovers in general in this game. Somewhat to be expected. Uh, J.J. McCarthy got bailed out by uh, by one getting turned back. I'm sure he's very happy about that because I don't know where he was throwing. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I, I think that uh, the Benjamin Hall, Kalel Mullings, they're going to be in, in that rotation. I'm a little disappointed that... Tavier Dunlap, six carries for 21 yards. Didn't really do much of anything. Isaiah Gash, two carries for 10 yards. He's on scholarship now. He didn't do much of anything. Alex Orgy and Jack Tuttle looked really good when they were scrambling. Jack Tuttle, I thought, showed you a lot. I thought that he looked pretty good. Now, his stat line said 50%, but it felt like, hey, play breaks down. I'm going to go do something. He felt exciting, which is not something that you could have said while watching him at Indiana. Change of scenery sometimes does people good. Seems to be the case for him. Uh, so that was encouraging. A couple other encouraging performances include Frederick Moore at 62 yards on four catches. A.J. Barner got a touchdown. He let you know real quick, real, real quick, that he was going to be a factor and a force. So that that's good. It, I think it's more it's more so the the guys that come out and make those plays that you know are like I said are, are going to contribute. Peyton O'Leary might be that, but don't get too high too fast on him. He's been the talk of spring ball outside of Benjamin Hall, but it, it's still a hey man, you just gotta just wait a minute, hold up, let's see how that goes because there's a lot of guys out there that are. That you know, we saw a little bit of Cornelius Johnson. We saw a little bit of Darius Clemens. Uh, we saw we didn't see any Tyler Morris. He wasn't dressed. We didn't see any uh, Ro- Roman Wilson wasn't dressed. It, so yeah, he might be a factor, but you, you really only had one other guy, Cornelius Johnson, and he wasn't out there for that long. Darius Clemens kind of didn't show much. That's disappointing. Didn't really see much uh, from Samaj Morgan. One uh, one target, zero on the chart there. Uh, Colston Loveland, one catch, 14 yards. This is more about the guys that are going to come out, be a part of the rotation, and be able to do some things. And I thought we saw a lot on the defensive side of the ball. Let's get to the defensive side of the ball. 
Uh, and then let's, I, I have some overarching thoughts as this connects. We'll get to that here in a moment. Before we do that, the built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar, Puff, and now it's your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar. And if you want, I would say, they want me to say if you want Michigan to win. I mean, they weren't even in the tournament. But if you do want them to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team. Support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will need, then you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built's the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. I can attest to that. I've bought several, 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 or talking dozens upon dozens of boxes of my own volition with my own money. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, and it's not March anymore, but give it a shot. So hop in and support your pick. I have a puppy who's very tentatively kind of standing underneath me, wanting all the attention because I have not been home all day, as any regular watcher or listener knows that I'm moving on Wednesday. The plan for thir- uh, for Tuesday is to to do Wednesday's episode on Tuesday night, along with Tuesday's episode. Whatever that ends up being, I'm not sure yet. We're kind of in the off-season to some degree, because uh, I'm going to be doing the moving. But that means that I've... Uh, I went to Ann Arbor today and got a load of stuff and brought it back. I had to go pick up some things that I got off of Facebook Marketplace. That was more in the Sterling Heights area. Thankfully, both of them were in that area, so they were only 15 minutes apart. Went and did that, came home, six-something right now, and now I'm I'm doing this. And after I do this, I'm going to go back to Ann Arbor and get another load of stuff. That's how that's because it's all in storage over there. So that is the fun of all of this. No writing today. I haven't had time. I didn't have time to write much of anything yesterday. Uh, I got a, I got a couch and, and, uh, had to, it went, got it. It only fit. It's it's modular. I can only fit one half in my car. The other half was going to be too big to fit in my Durango murder bus. If you remember back to when I got it. And, uh, and then I, I had to go rent a truck and go get that. So it's just been like on the road again, over and over. I'm going to need an oil change after all of this. Cause I'm sure that I'll have put on 5,000 miles and I'm not really very well awake here. <laughs> so, um, anyhow, uh, so the defense, let's get to the defense. Hopefully they, I'm sure they have the box score there. Maybe they don't. I hope they do. They do. Uh, so we saw several people on, on defense, uh, look really good. Chris Jenkins was only in kind of for a minute and he was very disruptive. And that was that. And that was like, cool. Awesome. We're good. The good news is, is Josiah Stewart really showed out. He looked really, really good. He had five tackles, uh, two tackles for loss. And it's the one of those being a sack. 
So that's solid. Rayshon Benny for the Maze team had a sack, two tackles for loss, six tackles. So right now it can, you know, and, and it, it kind of feels like defensive line is what they're kind of telling us it is. I mean, Kenneth Grant only had three, three assisted tackles. Cam Good had four tackles, two and two. Uh, when you look at it that way, um, Miles Pollard may had an interception. Uh, I mean, that's, I'm sorry, that's defensive backs. I don't know why I decided to just tangent there. Because I was thinking of Micah Pollard and I just looked up Pollard. <laughs> I knew that he had an interception, but nonetheless, it happened right in front of me. Didn't get a good shot of it. Just his back, back was to me. Uh, Michael, Micah Pollard, however, had six tackles. Um, the linebacker play, I thought. I mean, obviously, there there was a lot of running, but Ernest Hausman, again, looked like the real deal. That's great news. I forgot to mention Derek Moore, who had seven tackles, six. Uh, solo, two tackles for loss. That's what you want to see out of that defensive front. Want to see more out of Keyshawn Bennett. Uh, Jalen Harrell had a had a he, one tackle it was a tackle for loss he wasn't in that much good show right want to mention the defensive back real quick mike sane was still in for a second like it felt like a second i mean he was in for like the first half but like he wasn't in a lot made big plays and then out second half he's in street clothes. well i don't want to say street clothes but he's got a big jacket on and he's hanging out on the sideline down by the photographers. Linebackers looked really good. Jimmy Roller had a giant play with a fumble return. Looked like an absolute beast. Ernest Hausman, like I said, eight tackles, a tackle for loss, forced fumble. Jaden Hood led the blue team with seven tackles. He's the name that I've been kind of been waiting for, sitting here, you know, waiting in the wings for him to do something. So that, that is solid. That's what you were hoping for. Exactly those types of players. Defensive back, Zeke Barry looked great. There were a lot of times when he just looked flat out great. Cody Jones got burnt a little bit. That's disappointing. Miles Pollard had the interception. Uh, Jaden McBurrows didn't really seem particularly existent. He did have a tackle for loss. But... Uh, I didn't Jair Hill. He had he had some moments, some freshman moments, kind of like what Keon Sab looked like last year. But I thought he mostly looked good. He definitely looks like he needs to bulk up. He is very very small, very spindly at the moment. It's good to see Nakai Hill Green back out there. Keon Sab made some plays. I feel like he's kind of as Don Brown used to say, lost in the soup a little bit. So I'm looking forward to him. Maybe figuring some things out a little bit. Uh, Quentin Johnson wasn't in that long, but he got an interception, had the first one of the game, which is, again, good for the safety rotation. So that kind of covers the bulk of the defense, I think, as as I see it. R.J. Moten had seven, uh, seven tackles. Um, I don't see Makari Page on here, so I, he must not have registered anything, and I didn't really notice him out there. So, uh, I think the thing is, is there still were, were a lot of guys that weren't out there playing. And that's on both sides, right? Like I mentioned some of the guys that weren't suited up. Uh, Will Johnson was in street clothes. Miles Hinton on the offensive side was in street clothes. 
Drake Nugent must have been. I didn't see him or get any pictures of him. Uh, so I mean, there there were guys, a lot of a lot of guys on both sides in street clothes. It felt like really not a lot of the team was really playing, which is fine. But uh, I thought defensively, they just for the most part looked really good. Yes, they they the offense broke open some big runs, and there were a couple big passing plays. That's to be expected. But it felt like the defense was ahead of the offense. But it wasn't by like a wide margin. The offense felt really pedestrian to start out and then kind of got rolling. And I mean, granted, it was a 22 to 21 game. So it wasn't like it was high flying. Again, they're not going to show you, you know, they're not out there trying to make it like this 43 to 40 game. You know, they're not trying to show you the fireworks. They're trying to figure their own things out. Right. But I thought the defense Again, the no-star defense, and this is with guys that are kind of working their way into that uh, too deep. Amarian Walker, we didn't talk about him. It was okay, right? It wasn't like game-breaking. I was down on the sideline by where Steve Klinkscale was a lot, and he was screaming at him a lot. Can't repeat any of it on the air. But... Amarian Walker, I thought he was okay, but I think it's clear he's going to be that guy. But I felt way more, I think, emboldened by seeing some of these other guys making plays, by being able to see uh, Miles Pollard able to come down with an interception, by being able to see Mike Sainer still go out there and do what he was able to do in, in a very short order. I think safety looks really good. Linebacker looks really good. Defensive line looks really, really, really good. So I think it kind of goes the way that we kind of expected. If I was to power rank them, the entirety of the defensive front, then the safeties. Again, we didn't see Rod Moore. He was in street clothes. Then the safeties. Then the linebackers. And then the corners. But I I wasn't. The corners did a great job for the most part. I mean, how much passing was there really? 247 on one side, 104 on the other. And a lot of that came late. Davis Warren with 163 yards. But three interceptions. Defensive backs, maybe maybe, maybe they're climbing ahead, but the, I thought the linebackers looked too good to kind of drop. So I think things kind of just went well, right? I think things went as you would hope. No big injuries. Couple guys looked a little lost and everything. Guess what? There's lots of time to get that worked out. All right, let's talk about JJ McCarthy here uh, in a moment and just kind of overall thoughts, uh, more so than I just kind of gave in just a moment. All right, I didn't talk about JJ McCarthy, and I think that that's the mistake, of course. It's funny looking at his stat line, and I knew it was a little bit better than than I thought. But it, like, it, 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 I was joking on the sidelines about you know, and I know Patrick Barron was tweeting like Jack Tuttle season and stuff like that, um, because the first couple passes were errant from JJ, wasn't looking very good, and I don't know if they're a hundred percent errant. I didn't, we didn't have scoreboards, so I couldn't rewatch plays. I could only go off what I saw through a lens, and then that was it. And I haven't rewatched the spring game yet because I haven't had a chance to. But uh, the first couple passes didn't go through, and then he got hot, and everything looked fine. 
Didn't look like amazing or anything. It, it looked fine. But he got more accurate. I mean, 70%. Didn't feel like 70%. That's the crazy thing. If I didn't know that he completed like his last six passes, I would have sat there and said, oh, he was like a 50% passer. This is like Wilton Spate in 2017. Now, certainly people are going to be more excited about Davis Warren going eight for 13. And people are going to be excited about Alex Orgy, who uh, made a couple plays both with his legs and his arm. Then go crazy, but I mean, at a 41-yard pass, uh, which I didn't even get to see. I believe that was one to Frederick Moore. I was uh, walking down the sideline when that happened, completely obscured. But uh, I, I would just say that Michigan's in good hands. I know it didn't look like this amazing national championship winning team, and that's fine. I know it probably that's, that's what you want to see. That's not what this is for. This is for the coaches to figure out some things with the players they got, and as you can see, mostly with the backups. I thought the center play was fine, right? Like, I thought Greg Crippen, Raheem Anderson looked good. You know, Carson Barnhart looked good. Trevor Keegan looked good. I don't think that there was anything really to sit there and say, well, that's, that's a big problem. Passing and turning the ball over, yeah, maybe that was a bit that was a problem. Some gambles, but again, this isn't a game that really counted. It's fine if guys are taking gambles, even though it seemed like a lot of those times I sat there and wondered, are they just getting confused by seeing a winged helmet, right? Because the the one that got called back, the JJ throw to Makari Page in the end zone, I don't, I didn't see anywhere else he was trying to go. Now on the other end, going to, towards Darius Clemens when. Miles Pollard picked it off. Okay, that was an underthrow. So, yes, there were there was some bad, but I, again, it's it's not that big of a deal. So, I, I all in all, I think we saw what we needed to see, and we saw some players that needed to step up, step up. Really encouraged by Matthew Hibner. Really encouraged by AJ Barner. Colston Loveland's still going to grow into his thing. JJ didn't really have to do much, and I will say. He seemed he was kind of hiding at the pep rally. He was there. If you went to the pep rally and were like, "Well, where is JJ?" He was there. He was just in the back. Came in, came in late. Said a couple hot hellos. Went and sat down in the seats, and then they were like, "Pep rally done," and he was out. Um, certainly there are some players that I wanted to see step up that still haven't. Christian Dixon still hasn't. I really wanted to see more from Samaj Morgan. But I am really excited about that running back competition. It'll be so exciting when Donovan and Blake get, come back. And then, then you've got a couple guys. like I, I would say that that number three battle and is probably going to be between Khalil Mullings and, uh, and Benjamin Hall. I want to remind you, Benjamin Hall ranked higher than Hassan Haskins was. Those legs. If you watched, you saw exactly what I was saying. And I think that that bodes well for Michigan. And they'll get all the other stuff figured out in fall camp. And the schedule is very conducive yet again for them to be able to do kind of what they want to do. All right, that's going to do it for us today. I am going to continue to exhaust myself. Very much looking forward to next week when hopefully we're doing every episode in the new home and having internet. That's all going to be dependent on the internet. Uh, otherwise, I might have to keep everything set up here and then Come here, do the podcast, go go home. But uh, at least on Thursday, 
Uh, regardless if I have the internet, I'm going to do the episode there. And uh, that will likely be a mailbag. And then we'll, and then if I have to upload it from here, then that's what we'll do. But uh, anyway, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will be back on Tuesday. Peace. Peace.